Well, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Little Breathing Space. Today, my question to you is, have you ever felt like you're sleepwalking to where you are? And I think if you are like me, and you were once maybe a business leader or are a business leader, you know, sometimes we wake up and we wonder, just exactly how did I get here? And so today I'm so excited to have on the show someone who has had an amazing career. She's helped tens of thousands of people build meaningful connection between work and home. She's a speaker, a coach, a best-selling author. So I'm really delighted to invite Lisa Dury, who's the CEO and co-founder of RLD Group, to the show. Welcome, Lisa. Oh, Clarissa, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here and share this space with you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm just so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that, you know, somebody connected us, a wonderful, beautiful friend in Israel. She can devore us. She connected us. And it's just so wonderful, that power of people coming together and, and supporting each other. It just touches me every time. Oh, I'm with you on a hundred, a hundred different levels of that. And the thing that I love about meeting you through Devora was about stepping into what I wanted and asking for help, right? And as business leaders, it's not always easy to ask for help, but I put the, I talked to her and I said, I want to be on meaningful podcasts. I really want to help midlife women. I want my message to get out there for what I'm doing and how it can be of service. And she's like, you got to talk to Clarissa. So like, here we are because I basically asked for help. And it, I just find that so beautiful when we step into what we want and we own it and we ask for support. So I'm thrilled to be here. That is so beautiful. And it just sort of feels like, you know, where I am too, that we're there sort of saying, who can help us to get messages out to, you know, you guys, my listeners, that's really going to help you for your lives to be better, for you to take brave steps. Because that's, for me, what this podcast is about. And that's why I'm so, you know, honored and grateful to have people like Lisa come on the show and, and good friends like Devora who are, you know, willing to help and find people to be on the show. It's just, the whole thing is just, you know, law of attraction in action. Absolutely. Yeah. So Lisa, I would love just for you to tell me a little bit about you. How did you go from being, I think, in Silicon Valley to doing what you're doing today? Wow. Um, how did I go about doing that? Well, I made a lot of mistakes. I slept, walked through a lot of life, right? I had, um, I had some amazing wins and then I had some defining moments that really caused me to wake up from sleepwalking and get really clear on what mattered most. Um, the short story of it all is I was the first in my family to go to college. And so I never really had um, a guide or a mentor showing me the way. I didn't have a way shower. I didn't have, um, I didn't have a roadmap. And I basically fumbled along and figured out that for me to have the life I wanted, I wanted to get a degree. And so I got the degree, um, you know, business degree with human resources focus, got the high tech job, um, had an amazing career, lots of lots of transformation. But what really happened for me along the way is I found an amazing coach who um, saw more in me than I saw in myself and who challenged my thinking and challenged my beliefs and held me to a, a standard higher than I was holding myself. And through that, um, there were days that it was absolutely amazing. And I had wonderful, wonderful experiences throughout being a female leader in a technology environment of innovation and really, you know, leading that charge in so many ways. 
but I also um, lost myself in that process too, even with a coach, right? Because we were so focused on the career aspects, I wasn't looking at my whole life and I suffered burnout twice and I had to reboot from that. I chose to reboot from that. And in those rebooting processes that like, you know how the, the um, caterpillar turns into a butterfly, but people forget you have to be liquefied first. You know, oh, the yes. caterpillar actually turns into liquid. I was liquefied, right? And uh, I then became the butterfly and on more than one occasion. So um, I'm just on a mission to help people really look at their lives um, and basically not let my lessons learned just be saved with me, but to share them in a way that really helps people, you know, be present for the moments that matter at work and with their loved ones. Because I, at the end of the day, what really matters is that you, you have a complete life, not just exceptional work results. You know, that's my philosophy. Yeah. My yeah. Philosophy. And I can, I think many of us can relate to that, that we get focused on one aspect of our life and we get very good at that. But yes. the yeah. holistic part often doesn't get picked up. And, and quite often we end up with segmented coaches who don't look at the whole of our lives and it's not their fault. They're doing a great job. But yep. we don't look. And, and I think that's where you're absolutely right. You can have a great career and the rest of your life is going, going to hell. Or you have maybe amazing marriage, wonderful kids and all that stuff. And, and you're sort of poddling along at work and not much is happening and you're not fulfilled in that aspect. A hundred percent agree with you on that, Clarissa. And you know, it's so interesting with um, some of the clients I've been working with lately one of the things that keeps showing up is they're saying, you know, I'm doing this for the family. Like I'm sacrificing my joy at work because it works. Like I can pick up the kids or, you know, my husband travels, you know, whatever, the, whatever the reason is to justify that kind of lack of joy or satisfaction at work. And oh my gosh, I am so excited to work with them because I really believe you can be satisfied and joyful at work and at home. And it requires you to have a different mindset and a different filter for decision-making. And I love helping people wake up and go, oh my gosh, pinch me. Like, I love what I'm doing and I'm making an impact and I'm there for my family too. Like, it's totally possible, but it, and it, and it requires, I always say, but, and I'm always working on that. And it's an, and it's not an or, <laughs> no. and it's the filter, right? It's the decision-making criteria and being very clear on that because then you're not a victim to your circumstances or, you know, a martyr to your family. You're you're a fully expressed human being who is also a parent and a leader. And to me, and that can be of a, 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 yep. a human, right? Mm -hmm. That can be an aging yep. parent that yep. you're taking care of, like you're a caretaker in some fashion. Yep. It can be an amazing pet that requires um, your attention. Whatever it is, something outside of you, you have love for and want to share as well, not just have great results at work, which is awesome, but yes. it's not everything. Yeah. No, and it's not, it's not everything. And, and, you know, you have to have that balance. It's like that wheel of life needs to be fulfilled in all aspects for us to really mm -hmm. feel that we can, you know, find whatever it is for us. We're on purpose then rather than being compromising in places that then means well maybe when we're 90 we'll wake up and go what kind of a life was this you know yes yeah 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 yes so i know that one of the questions i wanted to ask you is what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it oh my gosh my biggest failure well that depends on the day and what my filter <laughs> is for sure um you know I will tell you what I, what I held very dear in my heart as my biggest failure for so long 
and what it, what it did for me. So I, my biggest failure, let me answer your question, was taking 10 years to graduate college. And, you know, when you are in Silicon Valley and everyone is pushing really hard all the time and, you know, preschool is already trying to teach you your second language and, you know, there's this like pressure of achievement. Um, for me, <clears throat> I got my associate's degree and then I stopped and then I worked and I was supporting my family. Um, my mother and my sister, I, not my, I didn't have children at the time. I yeah. became a mom way later in life. We'll get yeah. to that at some point. But my biggest failure was um, I was supporting my, my own family, my mother, my sister, and I was working and I wasn't prioritizing my own development or my own, you know, I was sleepwalking. Right. Mm. And finally one day I woke up and I thought, Oh my gosh, I know no one's going to show me the way I got to figure this out. And that's when I really started getting clear on what I wanted and what I wanted to feel and how I wanted to show up in this world. And so I did graduate with my bachelor's when I was 27 years old. And what I learned from that was it's never too late. Um, some, you know, your timing is perfect. Your pace is perfect, right? Get out of, you know, judging yourself. And because I was an older um, student and I was working full time, I actually picked a degree that really mattered to me and I was applying it real time at work. So when I did graduate, my career took off. You know, there's new college grads that don't find jobs for two years. And I was, you know, in a job market where they were competing for me and I was getting more and more um, offers that were, you know, basically dueling it out over me. And I, I finally was at the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really do have something to offer. Mm. And I didn't just make up this degree to go check it off the list. Like I was on purpose. And so as much as it felt like a failure at the time, and I was really hard on myself going to school with 20 year olds when I'm 26. Um, boy, was that a wonderful thing on my own process and what I learned from that and just owning my own journey. And that was beautiful now at then it felt like the biggest failure I could have ever had. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing though, isn't it? That we can sort of, you know, think we're failing and actually we're not, we're, we're changing the lens on which we, how we look at it, which is clearly yeah. what, you know, what happened to you. And I think it's funny, isn't it? Especially when we talk to young people, you have young people like I, like I do and like you do, they really feel that pressure. And they think because they haven't done X, Y, and Z by a certain age, um, that life isn't working for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I was like, that's actually been a theme for me throughout my whole life. And I deeply resonate with parents who have children and they're trying to create the space for their children to thrive on their own terms when society's pressures are what they are. You know, I became a mom at 43. That was another huge failure. I felt we had six years of infertility. You oh, know, that's yeah. like a body failure, right? That's like your body not working with you. So that was a whole journey. Um, yes. And then burning out was a failure. Like I thought, how did I get here? What, how do you know, what is this all about? And, mm. you know, so there's all these compelling events about the lens in which you're holding and the priorities that you're making. And I have a beautiful daughter. She'll be eight in like three weeks. You know, we, we had her healthy at 43. Um, I bounced back from burnout and I am a college graduate. So guess what? I look now and I go, Hey, not too bad there, Lisa. Right. But <laughs> But on, you know, not on the normal timeline, for sure. Not on the, not on society's timeline or expectations. No. And I think that that is the whole thing about what, you know, we, whose expectations are we actually living up to? Are we living up to um, our own internal standards of what's good or, you know, how much influence are we allowing the outside world to put on us? Yes. Yeah. And the magic for me has been when I start to feel those expectations, I actually 
learn to pause and ask myself, you know, achieving that expectation, how am I going to feel? And then really seeing if the feeling I'm chasing is aligned with that goal I'm setting because of the expectations. And that is the moment when I start to realize, oh, yeah, I, what I really want is freedom to be able to pick up my daughter at 2.30. So what I don't want is, you know, seven more speaking gigs um, internationally right now. That's not going to work, right? But, it, oh, it'd be great to say I'm an international speaker on seven stages next month. <laughs> but what really matters is that, you know, I'm there as my daughter is in a new school and we're just getting settled as a family in a new area. And so getting clear on that feeling has been the game changer for me when it comes to making those decisions about the expectations that I'm holding for myself. And um, yeah. I hope that that's something that can help your listeners too, because it's a pretty powerful exercise. It is a very, it is a very powerful thing to do to really, you know, look at what you really want and, and make powerful choices. And the fact that we can make choices, we, we have yeah. that, we could always make a choice, even though we believe we can't. Yes. Yes. What a concept it is, you know, what is, what if, what if it is possible? Like even opening that up, using an open-ended question for yourself is, a, you know, as a coach, you know, this already, but yeah. for everybody listening, just to ask yourself, what if it is possible? What would that look like and feel like? And what could you do to get there? You know, people say like, what, if, how, what if I could afford it instead of, I can't afford it. You know, that I can't shuts everybody down, but the, what if it's like, it turns on something in your brain to be open to exploring possibility. And oh my gosh, what a powerful exercise for anybody to do. Yeah, absolutely. What if I did, how would that make me feel? Yes. And, and not always about the, the negative, but, but the positive yes. side of that. Cause I think we're very good at saying, making negative choices and saying, no, that's not good for me. But what about the flip side, which is what if I could do this? And that was, could be really good for me. How would I feel rather than what yes. would anybody else say or think or do, but just that inner feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, listen, if I just get, if I'm all in here, which is what I'm going to do, you know, that's soul alignment. You yeah. know, I, I believe we're here to experience joy and our soul is the barometer of that. It's not our head. It's when our head and our heart align. And then we have this moment of like, Oh, that feels good. I want more of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's allowing our, our intuition, our, which is quite deep inside us to suddenly be there. Yes. And it's a, yeah. it's a true feeling when you do it. It's that <gasps> moment. Oh, yep. yeah. It's a real, you catch your breath and think, I could do this. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, can, res I can so resonate with that. And sometimes you, when you've just said it or done it, you think, wow, where did that come from? Exactly. Yeah, I really, I, I've had it too. And there's goosebump moments. Yeah. There's take your breath away moments. And, you know, sometimes there's very clear like, oh, there it is. Um, I remember one time when I was burnt out and I was in my head working on how do I go back to work on my terms and how do I show up? Because I was embarrassed. I took a medical leave for stress and there was all kinds of shame cycles going on. And, you know, I'm this leader with all these great accomplishments and, oh my gosh, I broke, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I had a moment and I, I was not okay and I needed to get my health in order. And I started saying like, what would it feel like? And what if I went back on my terms? And what would that look like? And just opening that up to be, you know what, you know, letting your team do more, allowing people space, getting very clear on top priorities, not making everything a priority, 
Yeah. Um, and it's just a beautiful experience when it, when you have that breathtaking moment, like, oh, I can't go back to work. I don't have to quit because I'm embarrassed. Uh, I can totally do this. Look at that. This is how it'll feel. And here's what I'm going to do different. And who do I need on my side? Who's going to really step into this feeling with me and hold that vision with me when I get scared? Absolutely. And I, and I think yeah. that's a really big message for um, midlife women who are listening to this. I think quite often menopause makes women feel like that as well as, as burnout. Those are really two big things and sometimes the two together that we have to somehow have a choice that's quit or, or, or soldier on. And there is ways to make choices in those situations, which are, which are strong and powerful and emotional situations, but we don't have to go down the, the route that is prescribed or written. Oh, I I believe I am so with you, Clarissa. I mean, I listen, I'm 51 and uh, I had early onset menopause. I think after all the infertility drugs and multiple cycles, I had early onset and I I honestly didn't know I was in menopause. I mean, I had a nine month old daughter and we took some blood work because I was trying to have the second one and really work quickly, right? Because I knew time was of the essence and talk about, oh, am I done? Is this it? I'm in menopause. And what does that mean? And yeah. I did a lot of research and started really focusing on that. Um, but, you know, I'd hide a fan at work because I was having hot flashes and my glasses would fog up. And I didn't want people at work to know I was in menopause because I thought they'd write me off. You know, like, oh, oh yeah. she's old. And oh, especially yeah. in Silicon yeah, yeah. Valley, man, when they know your age and you, you're already looking like, oh, you're going to need extra support and you've had a medical leave <laughs> for stress. Let me tell you, you're like, oh, gosh, how do I show up, you know, all buttoned up. Oh, and I found, I found women at work and we talked about it and we you know, supported each other. And I did more um, meetings remotely when I was having the hot flashes. So I wouldn't show up and have that wave yeah. of emotion on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to manage my, my thoughts to be more productive and on purpose, because you know what? Menopause is just a phase. It's not a, it's not a diagnosis or, you know, a, a prescription for the end. It's yeah. the next evolution of you. And there are many wonderful things that come with it. And society needs to start talking about that more, I think. I think it's oh, really important. Definitely. And I think this whole thing about that you can choose, that you choose yes. and you can as much as you can. And obviously, yep. the more senior you are, the more you can, to a certain extent, shape and have conversations. But everybody can have a conversation about what works for them. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and, if, and if, as a leader, as a boss, a people manager, I think it's imperative that you ask the people that work for you what's working well and what can I do to make it even better for you? And in that moment is power. When someone asks you, what can I do to make it even better for you? You get to say things like, you know, I'd like to work remotely on Tuesdays because I have some family obligations, even if it's because you're in menopause, like they don't need to know. Um, I'd like to, um, you know, lead this project and I'd like to do it um, Thursday mornings because the time zone works better. You know, you get to just like step into what you'd like and what you want. And I think as leaders, we owe it to everybody who we have the privilege of serving to ask them, what can we do to make it better? I mean, that I think can change the workforce entirely. And it allows people to dream and ask for what they want instead of feeling scared. When you invest in that person and you're like, hey, what can I do to make it better? Uh, That's your moment of power. And you need to be prepared to say, "I, I would love this and here's why. And tie it to the business. It doesn't have to be for yourself. You can find a way to tie it to the business too, which makes it so much easier to get a yes. 
of course of course. and i yep. think that's what leadership is about that's about working with with your soul is about because yep. you're approaching it from what's good and what your needs are and then at the same time if you're a good leader and that's what we want leaders to do is it just shouldn't matter to them if we want to do that on a thursday i mean if it gets done it gets done exactly yes yes yeah and i've certainly seen some people put themselves through immense pain doing doing the opposite you know really really painful when they're not going with their own needs when they're not when they're not letting their soul lead you know and i've you know really painful situations when people have wanted to be with their child and they've put a meeting before that and even not gone when the child is sick because they think someone's going to judge them um and that made everything very uncomfortable for all their co-workers and everything. People saying, go, go, everything is fine. And they're going, no, no, the boss will think I'm no good. And we're going, really? Yes. Yeah. Really? It's so interesting. 100%. Well, I had a mom, uh, my mother had a terminal lung disease and she lived two and a half hours away from me. And one of the things that led to my burnout was me not asking for what I needed. And literally to use your phrase, soldiering on, I would take calls. So I had a, she, my daughter was one at the time, you know, get her ready for um, someone to come in and help us. We had a part-time nanny and I was so blessed to you know, recognize that that was needed and not worry about what people would think to say, oh, I have a nanny because that was a whole thing. But, you know, if she would come and take care of my daughter in the morning, I'd hop in the car, take calls for two and a half hours, get to the hospital, sit by my mother's side, advocate for her, work with her husband on, you know, her care and then try and be home in time for dinner to have time with my daughter. And I did that every day, you know, weeks at a time. And my husband was like, this has to stop. Like, you're not okay. And I, and I didn't prioritize. I was like, how do I pick between my child and my mother? I'm stuck in the middle and my job, you know? And so what I finally realized after going through that was I wasn't advocating for myself and I wasn't slowing down enough to realize how much choice I did have. And everyone around me was worried. And I'd say, oh, I'm fine. I have capacity. I'm good. Like, I wasn't good. My mom was dying. I was missing out on my child in her first year after all that infertility. And, you know, I'm writing performance reviews in the ICU to make sure they're all getting done on time. Like, oh, craziness. Yeah, crazy. And right? I know that. I, yes, and I, I know I'm not alone. And I, I am here to make sure that doesn't have to happen for people. If they don't want that life, I want to help them figure out how to navigate that. And I do a lot, a lot of work with women, um, actually men too, let's be honest, leaders yeah. Yeah, who, yeah. Are, who, are, leaders. who yeah. are committed to their careers and their loved ones. I work with them on influence skills and really being able to get clear on what matters to the decision makers. So when you present your ask or your proposal, it's framed in a way that it's good for the business and for you. Because exactly. a lot of times people feel like they're being selfish. But really, I would have been much better for the business had I managed my schedule and gone part-time for a little while. I would yeah. have gotten more done and not put anybody at risk while I was driving like a crazy woman, holding calls and trying to get to the hospital. Oh, right? Lisa, the mindset, you sound like me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the mindset was, I better get it all done. Got to do it. This is, you know, what will people oh, yeah. think? Yeah. And what were people thinking is, Lisa, you're crazy and you're going to burn out. And guess what? <laughs> you That's know? what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't we know that feeling right? rushing and, and thinking I've got to do all this and I, I've got to run now. And then you drive because you didn't say in the meeting. And I can remember when I was living in Sydney, Australia, and I had a, a ferry. It sounds very glamorous. I had a ferry that took me home. 
and um, I had to go at a particular time because if I didn't get that ferry, it was it it meant that I caught the later one and I was late to pick up my son. Well, the number of times I didn't say to people, I can't have a meeting after this time and I need to be on this ferry or I'd sit in these meetings and I'd be sitting on my hands and I couldn't participate. And I was, they must have thought I was in, insane. I don't know what they thought. Insane, incompetent. And then I would stay to the end of the meeting. I was in pieces and then I would drive at breakneck speed from the where I parked my car to pick up my son. I'm surprised I didn't have a car crash. And I'd become running in thinking they'd close the gates. And of course, nothing had ever happened at that end. But, you know, it wasn't a great way to live. And that's how you burn out. And that's how I burnt out, behaving like that yeah. for too long. Uh, yeah, I am. I Thank you for sharing that. Because I think the more we talk about this, the more people can actually see, oh my gosh, it's not just me. And they can look for resources to support them and coaches to, you know, support groups. I mean, heck, I'm a huge fan of therapy. Been there, done that too, right? Yeah. Whether it's a coach yeah. for business, a mindset nutrition coach, a menopause, you know, guide to help you through that, a burnout special, whatever's going on, um, it's happening way more than we talk about. And That's I true. think it's a, an essential conversation. It yeah. is. Yeah. Lisa, what were some of the best resources that helped you along the way from this burnout to where you are today? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I just said a couple of them, right? So the first yeah. is I'm a huge, um, listen, if you can get a coach for the gym, I love a coach for your mind. And whether it's a mindset coach or a therapist, um, tried it all, done it all. Um, when I write my memoir, I will be quoting some of my therapists. They are fabulous people um, who literally hold space for you to like get it all out and figure it out. Um, so along the way, through those ups and downs of life, I've, I've definitely sought support from a therapist. Um, I have had a business coach um, as I run this RLD group, amazing opportunity that I've you know, manifested and created with all of my heart. Um, I knew for me to accelerate, I needed uh, somebody who's been there and done that and can hold my hand um, you know, and also pat me on the bum when it's time to get out of my own way. Yeah. So I have a business coach, um, amazing. And I would say in my corporate career, the thing that was really instrumental in my rapid climb of the ladder, especially as a non-engineer female in a technology company, um, I can't um, express enough how much it meant to have an internal sponsor, somebody who was an opinion leader who saw my, my um, not only my results, but my uh, potential and would help open doors for me and meet with me on the side and mentor and advise me on politics and of opportunities in the landscape of corporate. And so really finding someone inside who would, can play that role was a huge resource for me. And honestly, they were the first ones to see the burnout coming and tell me, and I'd be like, oh, I got this, I'm good, you know? And then, so you have to listen to them too. <laughs> you do. And I think, I think that's a really great piece of advice. I mean, I think we all do need people to help us as you said, in the physical side, our bodies to help our minds. But you're right, having someone internally who's like your, your person, who's your cheerleader, who stands behind yeah. you, who supports you, who helps you, um, really is a huge difference. And I think if you find those in, in your corporate life, and I'm saying that to our listeners, that can make such a difference, irrespective of where you are along your career. Absolutely. Yeah. No, listen, I, when I graduated, I had an entry level hourly job and I saw someone two levels 
of management up that I just really respected. And I took them for coffee and said, listen, you know, I'm 27. I took 10 years to graduate. Clearly, I, you know, I want to make up for some time. What, what can I do to be as successful as possible here? What do I need to look out for? And can I, can I count on you to be, you know, a safe place to talk and someone who can help me? And I ended up, he was so inspired by my request. He actually recruited me and I jumped two grade levels in the first year just by asking someone to hold that space for me. And then he was a huge advocate for me. And, you know, I, I have lots of advice and guidance on what that looks like, but for your listeners, the main thing is to look for somebody that's successful and that you believe you can actually connect with. And you may not know, you might do a couple of informational coffees and realize, nope, not a good fit. But if you don't ask, it's never going to happen. Just like we go back to me telling Devora, I really want to do more podcasts as a speaker. And I want to share this message. Is there anyone in your network you think would be a great match? Like that's the same thing I did at corporate, right? Yeah. Asking for what you need and being clear on what you want. Mm hmm. Oh, that's so true. And I think that's so true. That's true all the way along our careers, even when our careers like yours and mine have changed, we're always looking for people who we can help and people that can help us. I think that it's, it's always a two way, a two way thing, which is, is the amazing thing. And we've got to have the courage to ask. Yes. And you know, I just want to double click on that for one second, because I had goosebumps when you said that. I think one piece that was missing in what I was just talking about is people want to help. And what you just said just reminded me because this, this leader who I tapped, right, at corporate, all he wanted to do was groom his replacement. And he was looking for that person. And that was me. And I didn't even know it. And he was so happy to be of service and to give back. Just like what I'm doing now as a coach and, you know, executive coach, I call myself the work-life liberator because, you know, it's all about mindset and, you know, being clear and influencing. Oh my gosh, do I want to give back? Yes, I want to help. Yeah. Right? People want to help. And who are we to not ask for help? Because we're stopping them from experiencing their own soul's joy and making their own legacy and having their own impact when they help us. So I'm so glad you said that. And, so and, yeah, it is so important for us to give back and for for other people to to gain our experience. And it's amazing how much just life experience we can share with people. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't realize, and I think that's to everybody who's listening to this, just how much we have to give other people. We think we're not special, but we all have experiences and knowledge to give, to share, to help people in all aspects of their lives. And, and, and we can do that in a really constructive way and, and know that, you know, if you want to help, there's someone always out there that you can help very very true i'm so glad we double clicked on that like my heart is feeling very full right now like oh i'm so glad we got that message out because it's so important it yes. is it is it yeah. is really really important and and it's not always about a monetary exchange because mentorship is is not about that i mean there's a coach thing when that's that's a real transformative practice practice transformative approach but having someone that just gives you support and advice is incredibly um, uplifting I'd say it's more than, than valuable it's uplifting and it can really shift us and help us to go forward sometimes where we're stuck and can't find a way through yes yeah you know when I left corporate um, my mom was in her final stages of life and I that was when it, that's what took me to figure out okay you've done this ICU thing enough for years like go be with your mom so I left and um, 
one of my vendors who I'd worked with for years, who's an amazing, amazing, um, just an amazing partner to me because I would hire the, his company to come do an, uh, development of our engineers. And when I left, I, you know, I called him, I said, here's what's going on. This is what I'm doing. And he has a very successful business. And he was the first person to say, I'm going to coach you for free. And I want to see you succeed. And I believe in you. And it's about, he said, it's about time, kid. And I mean, I'm like 49, <laughs> right? It's about time, kid. And oh my gosh, he would meet with me for lunch. He opened his network. He showed me his business plans. He gave me advice. Um, he, he held me bigger than I was holding myself because I was so in grief, but also my soul was so excited about doing things differently. Uh, what a gift. And he too was like, listen, I'm not here to charge you money. I'm here because I believe in you and I want to see you succeed. And I do have a coach I pay for. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I pay no, for a no, business coach no. too. But this person who had been in my life for, geez, 15, 20 years was like, oh yeah, I want to be on your advisory wow. board. And uh, you know, oh, that can happen for anybody. When, when you step into your calling and you step into what you really want, people want to help. They do. And I think that's something that is so, be so beautiful um when that happens and that that is just yeah things we should cherish and things we should absolutely lift up um so that other people know that that's possible for them so i hope that the listeners here that is something that we can definitely tap into and it can make a huge difference to working more with our our, our soul it can help us to get a different perspective on our lives Sometimes when we're running around in circles and heading towards burning out and not coping, then sometimes a mentor who's a friend and someone more can really help us. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. But what I was going to say is I was going to ask you a question. I know something, one of the questions you, we thought we might ask is I know that you wrote a well-known past about how to get your work noticed without bragging. And I was so fascinated by this <laughs> that I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> oh, I love to talk about this. This is Talk one. about this, this one because it's yeah. a bit different. I'm so intrigued about it. I have to ask yeah. you about this. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I can hear it in your voice. Yes. So I wrote, um, this is actually something I learned from my, my corporate coach in what it's called the soundbite strategy. And what this really, and this is good for you at work. This is good with your partner at home. This is good at your children's volunteer activities. This is good at hospice. You know what I mean? Like this can, this helps everywhere. And the moment, what, what the blog post was about was so, what I see. Here's what I see with so many people. I don't want to brag. People should already know what I'm working on. My work should stand for itself. Okay. And especially when I, you know, in Silicon Valley for my entire career, engineers specifically let's you know whether you're male or female let's it doesn't matter about your gender but when you're wired to be a technical expert your work stands for itself you have your credentials you write this amazing code or make this amazing product and you shouldn't have to notice the shouldn't shouldn't have to talk yeah. about what you're doing and i'm here to say uh yes you should and it not only should it's imperative for your own development and for those around you that you show up excited about what you're working on and transparent about what you need help with. And so this blog post I wrote was basically taking something I learned from my mentor and turning it into a much more holistic tool for your life because people don't want to brag and you should know what I'm doing. So it's very simple. And what, what it really is about, it's being intentional and thinking about 
who in your world needs to know what you're working on, either for your career development or to get more project work, to get more support at home, whatever that is, even if it's navigating like I was, um, this driving back and forth, oh, I, you know, I could have used this. And in the moment I didn't because I was sleepwalking. And it goes simply like this. So Clarissa, you're going to ask me, how's it going? It's this symbol, right? We, let's say, you know, we got on before we got, before yep. we went live and we were just connecting. Um, so let's just say we're on a meeting. It's corporate. We're on a meeting and you and I got on the phone call first and you, and you're my second level boss. And you say to me, Hey Lisa, how's it going? Right. So I'll just role, role play it real quick. Oh, yeah. Show you how this works. yeah. So, Hey Lisa, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm really busy. You know, we got so much going on. Um, how are you? Oh, I'm really busy. Busy. Yeah, busy, busy, uh, right? Busy. Yeah, I know we're so busy, right? So yeah. how are, now I hope your re, your listeners resonate with that because it happens all <laughs> the dang time. Everybody. Everyone has this like busy thing going on. And like oh, yes. rather than answer, everyone just says, Oh, we're super busy, right? Yep. So I'm gonna that's that's how it normally gets done. And I want to show you the power of being intentional with that answer. So let's do that again real quick if you're if you're with me. Yeah, I am. So hey okay. Lisa, how's it going? Oh my gosh, Clarissa. I am so busy and so excited. Like, here's what's going on in my world. I have a full client roster. I have three speaking engagements. I'm working with people that are changing their lives. They're actually getting clear on how they want to feel and they're making choices on purpose and their marriages are thriving. They're more present with their kids and they're kicking ass at work. Oh, wow. Like, what do you want? What do you want to say to that? Right. It's like, wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then if you're my, my second level leader, you're going to go, how are you getting all that done? Tell yeah. me more. Yeah. Tell, me, Tell more. me more is usually what happens. Yeah. And they may not have time in that moment, but your moment of power is I'd love to share with you all the details. I know you're really busy, but if you want to know more, let's have coffee or I'll schedule a meeting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And for the engineers, like what I love about this for the engineers in Silicon Valley, they get to say, oh my gosh, we just had this amazing take. I'm going to make it up, right? Apple just yeah. rolled out the iPhone 11 Pro and I was part of the camera team <clears throat> and my entire team worked all weekend and they did it three weeks in a row. They haven't seen their families and I'm really trying to figure out how I can really make it up to them because I, I value their time. And as a leader, I'm stuck a little bit because our policies don't really make it easy for me to give them time off. I'd love to talk to you about some ways we can really recognize this achievement. What a great conversation, Lisa. I mean, talk about, talk about what you've done and you've, bra yes. you've bragged without, you know, going like the usual brag that we're all uncomfortable with. Yes. And, then, and then at the same time, there's like an ask, an ask for, can you help me? Yes. And that's the magic of this soundbite strategy because what, and it's not always an ask. Sometimes it's just a tell, but yeah. the reality is if you're on purpose about what you want and why you want it, and you know who, who really can be of service to your team or you as an individual and they, the moment of power at the coffee machine, in the bathroom, I've done this in the yeah. bathroom. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. When someone says, how are you? What's new? How's it going? Don't throw that opportunity away. Don't do it. No. Be intentional. That's your moment because people are making small talk because they're busy and you get to rock their world. And that and is, and that is beautiful. I love, yeah. I love that. I think that's one of the nicest tips you could give anybody on a podcast because we can all go and do this. 
And yes. we feel good when we tell people about some of the things that are positive and going great out. Yeah. We you, do. You can actually sandwich it too. <clears throat> Over here, this project's amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm really struggling. Budgets are due and I haven't submitted them yet. And you know what? My kids got the flu and I'm really trying to figure out how to balance it all at home. And I got it covered, but thank you for asking. It feels good to tell you what's up. You know, you can, yeah. whatever that works for you. Wow. And it works at home with your partner too. How oh, times, it does. It does. How many times does your partner go, how was work? And you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right? Wait, wait a minute. How was <laughs> it doesn't work, work with my, It doesn't work with my husband because he goes, right? I can't listen to the detail. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't you just tune them out and then they don't feel supported or cared about. But exactly. if you, if you, when you ask your partner, how's it going? be prepared to like look for the good to celebrate them and then figure out what you need. Cause if you ask that, Oh, how's it going on project X is way different than how's it going. Like if you're going to ask someone be intentional about what you're looking for so you can stay plugged in because how many times do we tune out? We tune out so, it goes both so ways. much. <laughs> yeah. It goes both ways. I'm yeah. so glad you asked. I love this. And actually doing that helped me grow my career. I jumped two grade levels twice which wow. honestly is very unheard of. Um, and it's because I made sure my work got known as well as my team's results. So I got tapped for bigger things quicker because people actually knew instead of me assuming they should know, I figured out how to talk about it in a way <coughs> that mattered, excuse me, that mattered to the person asking. And that's fantastic. And when we can do that more and more, then people get interested in us as well, you yes. know? And, and you can suddenly we're it yourself too. Yeah, yeah, and we're doing it, and we can do it as entrepreneurs as well. We can tell people in in a nice, positive way some of the things we're working with, or some of the things we need help with, and it's it's amazing what can come through. Yeah, yeah. I'm so thank you for asking that. It's one of my one of my most favorite tools that works for anybody. I've even taught this to my daughter. She's almost eight. You know, when oh, the teacher yeah. says, "How was your weekend?" Let's get really clear because she's new at school and people don't know her. And she'll be like, oh, we went to the river and I caught this fish and we tried to figure out what kind of fish it was instead of, that eh, was okay. Like sharing that with the teacher then gets to have a whole different dialogue with other students and she can match her now with other friends who like the river or like bugs, you know, yeah. getting, make, letting yourself be known allows you to connect on such a deeper level. And what's yeah. really lovely in that as well is that you're as a little bit of vulnerability in that. That's something we're scared yeah. to do, but we're we're opening up just that tiny bit more, and yes. and that's going to let people see we're human, we're authentic, um, and as you said, people love to help, and people are also excited when other people kind of do well without bragging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. That I love so, I can share these different examples. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Lisa, I have loved having you on the show and I could talk to you for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same, Clarissa. This has been, this is fun. Like this is what I love about being connected on purpose because yeah. it's, a, it's a just beautiful. And thank you for having me well, and for been allowing me this platform to share. It's yeah. been my pleasure. And I would just like to say, Lisa, first is where can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you do and how they could work with you? Oh, well, thank you for asking. So my company name is RLD Group. Now get ready for this. It's fancy. Randy Lisa Dury, right? Because my husband and I formed the company, RLD Group. We also call it Radical Leadership Development, you know, but, uh, it, you know, it works for both. So it's rldgroupllc.com. 
And if they go, when they go to that website, they can schedule a chat with me. They also can get our, the career assessment, which really helps you figure out where you're sleepwalking. And then we can even talk about their results. So I am always available to talk to your listeners through that process. They can schedule time on their own based on the calendar. And oh my gosh, I blog there. I'm on LinkedIn, Lisa Dury. Um, I do a lot of blog posts and I, you know, like this one, I write about tools that anyone can use because I want to make sure that I not only bring forward what I know, but I'm everything I've learned from my mentors keeps, keeps living on too. So I would love for your listeners to either join me at LinkedIn or rldgroupllc.com. That is beautiful. Lisa, it has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Clarissa, thank you so much. It's really been great. And thank you to your listeners for listening in. I'm hoping that they get a nugget here or two, and I would love to hear how it goes for them. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Just to my listeners, I hope you've really enjoyed. I've had such a lovely time talking to Lisa. I think this podcast could have run and run and run. But I, just, you know, that tool, that asking how you are and not without bragging, sharing is one of the greatest. And obviously check out more on Lisa's website or connect with her on LinkedIn. It would be well worth the while. So thank you guys. And until next time, go well. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.